0: Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who've been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps to help you along your military life journey. Here's your host, Lindsay Lynn. This episode is brought to you by Armed Forces Insurance. Armed Forces Insurance offers personal insurance options specifically designed for military families. To learn more, visit them online at afi.org or give them a call at 1-800-313-1900. All right, we're back. And I have my fabulous co-host, Miss Ashley Peebles here with me. And we are going to be debunking. We're talking about the homeschooling gauntlet on this episode. And uh, we've just coined that phrase because Ashley used it um, as we were chatting prior to hitting the record button. But that's what it feels like. And... You know, having, having thought about homeschooling my kids, uh, I, don't, I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud, um, and now really just getting thrown into it with the compounding effect that we cannot leave our homes is really exasperating what it's like. And so, Ashley, talk to us about it. You know, as a homeschooling mother yourself, um, mom of two, and um, talk to us about what that means and why this is kind of an unfair introduction to homeschooling it I mean it's a huge unfair advantage like disadvantage to all
1: of you because the truth is that we already homeschool and we probably do leave the house uh, maybe less than the average family because You guys get up in the morning, you get everyone ready and you go out the door every day. And that's not necessarily what we do every day. Like we're going to leave the house most days of the week, but you're going to leave the house every day. Mm -hmm. So even for us that we're used to homeschooling, this is different. I mean, everything's closed. The movie theaters are closed. Gymnastics is closed. Ninja Warrior is closed. My son is a drummer in the Fife and Drum at Colonial Williamsburg. So he works at Colonial Williamsburg. Not working anymore. Even my, how about this? This is the funny thing. My 13 year old got laid off because of this coronavirus. I was like, son, you even got laid off. That's crazy. <laughs> but my daughter, She works at Colonial Williamsburg, too, as a junior interpreter. That's not happening. So everything's canceled. We have this incredible group called the Career Explorers and Medical Explorers that my daughter does because she's in high school canceled. So I want everyone to understand that you're running the homeschooling gauntlet with a really, really unfair disadvantage. So if you enjoy the portion of homeschooling, that means you don't have to get up in the morning immediately shove food in their mouths, like rush them out the door and, and get to school with house shoes on their feet. Or you get there and you're like, ah, you didn't brush your teeth. If you enjoy that portion that you can get up a little bit more leisurely and you can put one school in in here, one school in there and go back and forth. And if you like that portion, then understand that normal homeschooling means that you're going to do that in the mornings. And then in the afternoons, you're going to go out for your regular activities. So you guys are stuck in the house all day, every day, just like we are, but you're not used to this. So I do think that you're getting a real unfair gauge of what homeschooling is. They're all missing their friends. At the same time, we're trying to be these amazing parents and not put them in front of a TV, right? We're trying to not put them in front of a screen. So all of these things are just compounding effects. And I think it's real unfair for you to look and think, oh, this is what homeschooling would be. No, thank you. I'm sending them all right back. I truly believe that at the end of this whole Corona thing, there will be a lot of families that see the advantage to homeschooling. And I think we'll see the numbers spike. We've seen a lot of numbers spike over the past few years. A lot more people are homeschooling than they used to, especially in our military community. A lot of people are homeschooling, but I think the numbers will jump. um, And it's probably gonna be the people that never expected to like it because I swore I would never homeschool. And I think people are gonna see these advantages and I think they're gonna stick with it after the coronavirus is long
0: gone. Well, it's funny that you say that because I was just thinking as I was coming down the stairs, I like got lunches going, I popped on a show for the kids so that they could be quiet. And um, I thought to myself, man this is kind of nice. Like I've enjoyed the calm, um, because you're right. I mean, my mornings usually are like, Oh my gosh, we got to go. Colton, did you get your glasses? Kennedy, where are your shoes? Did we get, did we get the backpacks? Did I sign the binders? Did I get the, the money for the field trip? Did I do all the things? And it's very stressful just like getting it going. Sometimes I tell my business partner, Karina, I was like, I feel like I've run a half marathon, you know, just getting them out the door. And, um, it has been less stressful. There's been more calm. Um, so that's nice. Although I am not like actually teaching at this point. So walk us through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, Lindsay, putting uh scooby-doo on is not teaching. So w- let's uh, walk us through what does a typical day look like? What are the steps? What are the things that um, we can do you know, to kind of tiptoe into this homeschooling thing. Convince us to be homeschoolers after this virus. Deal. Okay. So if you're taking them out
1: of a regular school, those teachers are amazing. Can you imagine what they've gone through? Like, hey, we're not, we may have school tomorrow. We're not going to have school tomorrow. Oh, you're going to be off a week, two weeks, three weeks, maybe the rest of the year. Like, they're going through so much and they're taking all of their lesson plans that they have for the year and they are making them into virtual schools and they are e-learning, which is nothing that any of these teachers started with at the beginning of the year. I know that I personally have been training my teacher friends on how to use Zoom because I do this all the time. And it's been incredible to show these teachers that they still can have that effect. They can still change these lives. They can still mold these young children's minds, even in their pajamas from home. So kudos to all the teachers that are doing that out there. If you are part of a school, they're going to give you the curriculum and you're just going to follow it. It's going to be that simple, but maybe you're looking to do it a little differently. I know that they're offering the option for everyone to take their children out just to kind of sign them out of school for the year and to say you're going to homeschool the rest of the year. I believe a lot of people are going to jump at that option because it takes the uncertainty out of it. Mm -hmm. And I hate the unknown, which is crazy being a military spouse, but I have no patience and I hate not knowing what's coming. So it's so weird that I've lived my life all of these years and I'm like, I don't have any patience. And then you're like, please tell me where I'm going to live. I don't like the uncertainty. Like it's so strange. And maybe I used to be better at it. And then just being a military spouse really brought out the worst part of me, but I don't like the uncertainty. So I would probably, if I were you, I would probably just pull them out and let's homeschool the rest of the year. Here's what, here is just kind of a high level overview Reading is the priority. So you're going to want to read something five days a week. So all five days. Also, a lot of homeschoolers only do four days worth of school. So I'm just pointing that out there. You can get everything that you need to do done and satisfy all requirements in just four days of learning. So that's what we do. We do school Monday. It's usually Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, because the kids like to have that day in the middle of the week. Uh, But other than that, it would be Monday to Thursday if you guys want to have a long weekend altogether. Reading is the priority. And I mean, read anything. I don't really care what they read. They can read about their favorite video game. They can read about something that interests them. They can read about... I mean, I don't know. They can read whatever it is that I've got here on my desk, which, you know what, is really funny, and I'm going to show you, even though it's off topic. Um, it is the love poems from Craigslist Misconnections. If you've ever read Craigslist Misconnections, it's hilarious. And the love poems book is what my husband got me for Valentine's Day. Aww. And it's riotous laughter. So whatever it is that they're reading, you need to read something every day. Now, we're going to tie reading in with history in a minute. You need, they need to write something four days a week and write anything. They can write reports, they have book reports, they can write journal entries, they can write poems, they can write anything, but they need to be writing something four days a week. So, reading five days a week, writing four days a week. Math, we do math four days a week, but what we do is we learn something new two days and we review two days. So the reason that I want to dive in right there is in the beginning, I really thought I needed to be teaching them a new skill every day, but we found it to be a whole lot quicker if they learn something new and we review everything that they know. We, we learn something new and we review. So whether you're at the age where they need to learn multiplication facts or addition facts, subtraction, maybe it's just going over Roman numerals because they need to know those things. Make sure that you're doing those things. Math four days a week is super simple if you're teaching and reviewing, teaching and reviewing. Like I said, we enjoy math UC. That is what I would recommend. And then if you do math UC, you really are going to follow it very naturally because like I said, it's mastery based. So they can watch a video one day and then they can use the manipulatives. And then the next day they can do a worksheet. The next day they can do Worksheet until they're ready to teach it back to you, so that would be my recommendation for science, history, art, and exercise. Those are the ones that are easy, easy fill ins. So, what we do is we do science two days a week. So, congratulations, Lindsay, you do not do those science projects every day. And then on the other two days, we do history. Okay, here's where it's a little bit different the history. We also bleed that over into reading because I tell the kids that it's bonus points. Obviously, if they read from history, they're able to double down on two things so they can read what they want. They can read what they want. They read something that's interesting to them. But if they read history, it's a two for one. So I love that. So they can read there. So you do history two days a week. We do science two days a week art. We definitely do once a week. So if you're doing five days a week, you can just stick it into the last one. And then we exercise every day. Now, when it's, when it's not like coronation uh, exercise is easy because we've got Ninja warrior. We've got gymnastics, the, the Collins and the back drum, like all of those things. There's bike rides with the Colin loves to metal detect because we live in Williamsburg and he is convinced he's going to find, look, we live one mile from Jamestown. So where America started, um, um, and he is convinced he's going to find something from John Smith or Pocahontas. Like I love it. <laughs> so we're very close. So we'll see. Uh, he did find an old horse to So that's as far as we've gotten so far. But try to bleed them over into each other. You can find so many science resources online. Like that is the easiest thing that you can find. And remember, if they're watching Bill Nye, the science guy, which he wasn't even a scientist, by the way, but if they're watching a science video or they're watching something that they enjoy that science that still counts because it's still learning and they feel like they're watching a video. So that's Okay. If you're gonna do the plants like you talked about earlier and they're planting and they're doing it, give yourself some grace, but also play to your strengths. That's not something that I'm good at. And Lindsay, you and I are very similar. So it's probably not something you're gonna be good at either. Like, and when you like you nailed it because you were like, my follow-through is not great with that. But it's true, like when I'm doing it, I'm like, I don't have, I don't have one bit of care in the world about this. So what I would say is find a video that they like, find something that they're interested in. And then you can Google an experiment about anything, Like it is amazing. You can set yourself up for success at the beginning of the week by Googling one experiment. So we do, we only do if we do one experiment a week, right? So you can Google that up at the beginning of the week and make sure that you've got the tape and the string and the battery and all the things that you need. It's still not my wheelhouse. It's still not something that I am great at but my husband is a whole lot better. So maybe it's something to where one of your older kids is really good at that and finds that to be fun. Maybe it's something that your, your spouse is better at. Fingers crossed you find someone in the house that can help you with the experiment. Um, there's some really great science sheets out there that you can research, you can print off. It's super simple. Um, but in the end, like we said on the previous po- podcast, you're teaching them self-management because you're gonna teach it like college or you're gonna treat it like college. You're gonna make that list of everything that they need to do that day, whenever they finish that, you're then going to get your little minions to do everything that you need around the house because they know once they finish that, they get their free time. So we're teaching them the self-management. We're teaching them the work ethic. We're teaching them how to find answers and how to seek knowledge. So in homeschool, we do a lot less memorization. Um, Both of my kids are taking chemistry right now and they're memorizing the periodic table. But they memorize the periodic table by watching a YouTube video and making it into a slide. Somebody made it into a song. So they watch the YouTube video and they learn the song of the periodic table. But here's the thing. I don't see a lot of value in memorizing the periodic table if they're not going to go into some science based field. I want more than that to teach them how to seek answers, how to seek wisdom and how to find it. So we are very big on if they have a question, I don't give them the answer. I tell them to find it. So that's going to be my next big tip. If your kids are old enough to Google amongst themselves, teach them how to find the answers. Teach them how to use Google. Teach them how to seek that knowledge. If they have a question, like my kids know this, so they do it automatically now after three years. But if they have a question like, what are the lyrics of that song? I don't tell them the lyrics of the song. I'm like, Google it. And we say Google it a lot, but it's because in the day and age that we live in, I would rather teach them how to be seekers of knowledge than to teach them how to memorize something. Now, if they go into a science career field, they're going to be really glad that they memorized the periodic table. But how does that sound? Does that give a good overview for you guys? I've got another pro tip that I want to throw in there after this, but does that, is that kind of what you're looking for? And then what
0: questions did that bring up? Maybe I've got an answer. No, it kind of helped calm some of the fears with it. Knowing that it's not, you know, every day we're going to do 30 minutes of this and 30 minutes of this, and then we need to jump into this. And then, you know, and I think you're setting a very realistic expectation of here are the things that we can do. You give them a list. Um, I was already figuring out how where I was going to put them so that I could monitor but not be on top of them. And give them their things to do and make them figure it out. I think that's great. You're teaching them life skills while teaching them educational skills. I, was, I couldn't figure out the word there. <laughs>
1: So we have, I've got a picture that I want to share. So wherever we end up, like funneling the Zoom, like into a Facebook group, I'll find it and then I'll post right below it. Because what we did when the kids were younger and it worked like a charm, they loved crossing things off a list and they love showing that they had finished something. So what we did is we have a um, two clipboards. I don't know why that word went away. I'm a homeschool mom. I know you're scared for my children right now that I can't of <laughs> clipboards. Um, so I had two of the brown clipboards that were just like a dollar from Walmart. Gosh. And we wrote on it, history, math, science, reading, whatever their classes were for that year. And then we got clothespins, and it says unfinished on one side, and then it says finished on the other side. So every morning, those were hanging up in the schoolroom, wherever we did school, and it's had unfinished all down the side. Every time they finish math, they get to go and move that clothespin the other side that it says completed on the other side. So once all of their clothespins were on the other side, it had been completed, but we did the exact same thing perfectly with their chores for the day, the ones that never change. So like my son is completely responsible for cleaning the loft. My daughter is completely responsible for cleaning the bathroom because she's all makeup-y and girly. So that is never going to change. So if you do things like that, they can really see the progress that they're making. It is really, really big for kids to see their progress when they're homeschooling because whether they realize it or not, they know the progress through a normal school day. They know when they make it to lunch, they're halfway through. Or when they make it to snack, they're almost there or we're almost to recess. So it's going to be really important that you make that list in the morning and that they have a way to keep track of what they've completed because that will fuel them throughout the day. We all love structure, whether we admit it or not. As kids, we love the structure We love to be able to have control. And I think that's one of the things that really helped us. So I'll find that picture. I have them upstairs in some closet, but it's easier to find the picture on Facebook at this point.
0: And then I'll pop it below. I love it. I love it. And I was just thinking, Ooh, I do have clipboards. I don't have clothes pins, but I'm sure I can figure out some sort of mechanism. Exactly. Um, and you're right. I mean, that was actually something that I picked up on a recent read, the atomic habit. It was very similar. Um, if you want to change a habit, the, the example they gave was, you know, I don't know, your habit was eating less. And so you got to put a marble in every time you made good choices. On your eating habits and so that you could physically see that you are making progress um, and that keeps you more motivated. The kids are just the same. Why would they be any different? Nope.
1: So I think I just have one more pro tip for this one. Yeah. And this is one that I really think a lot of parents are running into right now with this coronation. It's eating. And it's because our kids are going to eat us at a house and home. If we don't watch it, we're also not supposed to be leaving our house. So there's all of those things. So my tip there is make a schedule for eating and put it on your fridge and however that looks. So you're normally getting up and you're eating breakfast, right? So you put your breakfast time, you put when they can have a snack. They're used to this at school. Put when lunchtime is put when their snack is in the afternoon, put when dinner time is, and then put an optional snack afterwards if that's what they're used to. But put the schedule on the fridge so that they can see it. And that way they are not opening the fridge over and over again throughout the day When the timing's not right, because they will eat you out of house and home. The other thing that I would probably do, especially if you're planning on sending your kids back to school as soon as this is over, is pack them a lunch like you always do. You can get up in the morning, even if they're sleeping a little late, and go ahead and pack their lunch and pack their snack. It's what they're used to. It's what you were already doing anyway. And that way you can control your food budget and you can control the mindless eating because it's not just the kids that mindlessly eat when we work from home. Like we just mindlessly eat just because we're walking through the kitchen. So I would suggest that I have seen more posts on Facebook about kids eating them out of house and home and how do I do this and how do I do that as far as we're running out of groceries and this should have lasted us a week. So let's get a schedule, put it up there. Tell them not to open the refrigerator unless it's one of those times if you're going to let them self-select. And then if they're not self-selecting, get up, put it in their lunchbox like you normally would, and then move forward. Like, I think that at least that way, everything's set to the side and you can make sure that you're controlling it. And then just one more thing to throw out there. I like This has been on my heart big time. Like, our church has... Um, An a initiative, if you will. It's a backpack club. Mm-hmm. And every Sunday at church, the kids in the congregation bring canned food, they bring the box food. And then every at the end of every week, the church leadership packs up the backpacks and they send backpacks home with kids at school that would otherwise not have food to eat over the weekend. So what's been on my heart more than anything else since this started is if those kids do not have food over the weekend, where are they eating during the week? So if I could just use this podcast right off the bat to just put a plug for, if you know of a family that's struggling and you don't know where your next meal is going to come from, or if there are kids that are not eating, please reach out to us and we will find the the resources in your area. There are churches all over, there are food banks all over, but I have seriously over and over and over again thought, if those kids in the backpack club, like What are they doing during the week? And it's a real thing. So reach out to me or Lindsay. We can Google. We can find you some resources. If you're here, you can come eat with me if you're near Williamsburg. But I just don't think that any child, because of a pandemic, should go without eating during the week. And I know that Americans are good people. And we are resilient. And no one is going to judge nor let a child go hungry in the house next door if we just know. But I think that there's so much judging going around these days that sometimes people are hesitant to reach out. So if you see this and you know someone that needs help, let Lindsay and I do some Googling and calling around for you. We've got friends in all 50 states because I really believe that that's something that maybe has not been taken care of yet. So
0: sorry, I diverted, but that's where my heart is. So I just go with it. It needed to be there and it needed to be said. I've seen so many military spouses um, just donating their time and their resources to putting together lunches for kids. Because you're absolutely right. For a lot of these kids, they go to school because it's their safe place. It's where they can get lunch. And now that everybody's home, they might not have access to that. So you're absolutely right. If anyone is in need, if there's a military family listening, if you know of a military family that needs help, if you know of any non-military that needs help, please reach out to us and we'd be happy to help them. So figure it out. Oh, it's yeah. Different. We always, went. <laughs> um, you know, we are resilient and willing to lend a hand. And that's what you do in times like this. Ashley, anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we officially wrap it up?
1: I think just that you're not going to dork up your kids. So everybody just breathe. I promise it is way less difficult than your brain's making it right now. It is way less pressure, especially when you look at what they're learning in school and what you're actually going to teach them. Just because it takes less time doesn't mean that you're shortchanging them by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I'm really looking forward to our next episode that you and I are going to do because it's talking about mindset. So if you have listened to these first two, I really want you to listen in to the third and fourth one, because I think mindset goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. Like we're all stressed out. We don't know what's going on. Like there's it's an anxiety filled uh, situation that we're in. So if we can get our mindset right, I think it's going to be I think that's the number one step to making sure that our children remember this time in the right way. And they don't look back and remember it in the wrong way. But you're not going to mess up your kids. Homeschooling is really not that. If I can, I am just a goober from Alabama. If I can homeschool my kids, you totally can too. So just take the pressure off. um, Loosen the reins just a little bit. And then see how your kids respond. Mine responded better when i loosened up just a little bit if you loosen it up and it doesn't work tighten it back down so i think that this is just a trial and error to see how you do as the teacher and to see how the kids you know perform for you as the as their students so let's ratchet it up let's let's loosen it back down and just figure out what works for you guys but there's not going to be a day when you feel like it was perfect but there's not going to be a day that's a total epic failure either so you guys
0: have got this I love that and that's such a good parting word. I mean um I've been giving myself a lot of grace this week just having that whole thing hit especially with my husband being deployed right now and just realizing okay look this week we're going to take a break. We're going to consider it spring break. We're on a corona vacation, as I, as I love that that statement that I've been seeing flowing around there. And then, you know, we're just going to get it together. I'm going to process. I'm going to get all the things pulled together that we need to do. And then come next week, we'll hit the ground running. And if it's not perfect, that's okay. But we're going to make one little 1% changes here, there, and everywhere just to make it better, a little better every single day. And you're right. This is an opportunity to build wonderful memories with our kids. Um, I don't want them to look back on this and just be like, man, mom's prison camp was terrible. (laughs) 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 Maybe my kids will be dying to go back to public school because they're like, anything's better than mom. (laughs) Never going to happen, my sweet friend. They are going to love it and you're going to crush it after spring break. Yes. After spring break, spring break might be extended another week. Who knows? <laughs> fine. It's fine. They'll live in the grand scheme of things. They'll never even make a difference.
1: You got right. it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, definitely check out our next episode. Hit the subscribe. If you're not already, already subscribed, because Ashley and I are really going to be diving into something that's very important. You really hit the nail on the head. That is mindset. Where are our minds going right now? And I think, you know, on our episode that we did before this, you talked a lot about if we're stressed, the kids are going to feel it. So let's get into the right mindset so that we can just kickstart this thing off on the right foot. Nice. Yeah. All right. Tune in next for the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com.